الحمد لله حمدا كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيه كما يحب ربنا ويرضى أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله الناصح الأمين اللهم صل على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تمسك بسنته إلى يوم الدين ثم أما بعد الحمد لله على نعمة الإسلام والسنة All praise and thanks belong to Allah for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the Sunnah Alhamdulillah, we continue going over the tremendous book by the Fadil to Shaykh Al-Allama Imam Imam bin Baz Rahimahullah Ta'ala The book which is entitled Durus Muhimma Li'amat Al-Ummah Important Lessons for the General Muslims or General Masses of the Muslims We are reached, we're still upon the point where we're speaking about the Arukanul Iman, the Oracles of Iman or the Oracles of Faith as they are commonly translated or the Pillars of Faith can also be said, the Pillars of Faith and we are looking at some of those ayat inside of Allah's book that point out to us these Arukan these Arukanul Iman and this is something that is of tremendous importance and benefit to the Muslims is an encouragement for us to stick to the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it is an encouragement for us to read and reflect over Allah's book it is encouragement for us to gather those tools those uh, keys by way in which we are able to understand the book of Allah azza wa jal and from them bila shak wa bila raib is the learning of the Arabic language Naam, as it is a key for us to help us to understand our deen we are still looking at those ayat that are at the end of Surah Al-Baqarah and this is after having looked at the opening ayat from Surah Al-Baqarah the opening ayat from Surah Al-Baqarah and in particular, as it comes in these ayat, we find that there is a delil. There is a proof and an evidence inside of these ayat which points us to these six pillars of faith or these six articles of faith. And does anyone remember where inside of those ayat there is the proof? And the question is twofold. The first one is, in which verse? We said that in the first verses from Surah Al-Baqarah. So the first question is, which verse? And then the second question will be, what part of that verse shows us a proof and an evidence for these six articles of faith? Which verse? Oh, just the number. 225, 285. No, 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 no. From the beginning of Surah Al-Baqarah. 225. Uh, 2, verse 2 through 5. Now, nah, but which verse in particular carries the phrase? Uh, huh? Not, 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 not the second. Look. Uh, the third verse. Right? Wait. Which portion of the third verse? The ones who believe in the unseen. Now, nah, the ones who believe in the unseen. Okay. The belief in the unseen, how does the belief in the unseen encompass the articles of Iman? How? Now, I said, because all of the articles of Iman, all of the articles of faith, all of the pillars of faith, then they are from the belief in the unseen. They're from the belief in the unseen. Right, bonus question. Who knows that phrase in Arabic? Believe in the unseen. Uh -huh. Those who believe in the unseen. Al Ghaib. That's a portion of it. Now, one more time. 
الذين نعم أحسن الذين يؤمنون بالغيب نعم which means those who believe in the unseen نعم أحسنتم طيب the فضيلة الشيخ شيخ عبد الرزاق he mentions that also at the end of Surah Al-Baqarah at the end of Surah Al-Baqarah there also comes mention of these uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, excuse me of these articles of faith there also becomes mention of these articles or these pillars of faith at the end of Surah Al-Baqarah and that is in Allah Ta'ala's statement آمَنَ الرَّسُولُ بِمَا أُنزِلَ إِلَيْهِ مِنْ رَبِّهِ وَالْمُؤْمِنُونَ to the end of the ayah and this ayah can be found where? What is the well? Obviously, Surah Al-Baqarah. That's given. That's it. I gave that portion away. That portion away. All right. But what? What verse? Two eighty-five. Two eighty-five. I said. <clears throat> <laughs> nah, two two eighty-five. But Allah Taala He says, "Amin <laughs> كُلٌّ آمَنَ بِاللَّهِ وَمَلَائِكَتِهِ وَكُتُبِهِ وَرُسُلِهِ لَا نُفَرِّقُ بَيْنَ أَحَدٍ مِّن رُسُلِهِ وَقَالُوا سَمِعْنَا وَأَطَعْنَا غُفْرَانَكَ رَبَّنَا وَإِلَيْكَ الْمَصِيرِ Allah Ta'ala, he says what translated means The messenger believes in that which was revealed unto him as well does the believers All of them believe, نعم each believes or all believe in Allah and in His angels and books and His book and in, in His books and in His messengers and they make no distinction between anyone from the messengers they say we hear and we obey forgive us O our Lord and unto you is our final return Naam طيب. The phrase that is here in this ayah لا نفرق بين أحد من رسله That we make no distinction between anyone from his messengers What does that mean? We make no distinction, what does that mean? That we accept all of them, but yes. Nah. Don't disbelieve in some of them, but but all. No, hold on, that's not. No, no, you you're on the right track. We don't disbelieve in some of the prophets while believing. While, but we believe in all of them. Right. Meaning, we believe in all of them. We don't we don't believe in some and then disbelieve in some. But we believe in all of the messengers, right? What is the misunderstanding or the wrong understanding of what this means? We make no distinction between them. There are those individuals who believe what? They believe that they are all what? That there will be. Uh, no, they all they all are Muslim. That's correct. They all are Muslim. They will all be guided. No, it's the opposite. No, 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 not the opposite of that. <laughs> Meaning, they believe... Some people misunderstand this this portion of the verse. That we make no distinction between them into believing that they are all the same. That to speak or to speak that one is better than the other, this is not correct. Because we make no distinction between them. They're all, they're all the same. Right? As we mentioned, this is a, what? A misunderstanding. This is a misunderstanding. Because... Out of all of the prophets and the messengers, there are five that are the best of the prophets and the messengers. Ulul Azm. There are five. Who knows who these five are? Noah, Who else? Ibrahim, Musa, Isa, and Muhammad. Those are the five, and they're better than what? All of the other prophets and the messengers. So it shows us that you have from the prophets and the messengers those who are better than others. Right? Now, from those five, who is the best of the five? 
Muhammad So then Muhammad He is the best of the prophets and the messengers What? Period He is the best He is the best of the prophets and the messengers Naam so with that we understand that when it says we make no distinction between them It's not saying that they're all the same on the same level of superiority No, it is saying that we do not believe in some while disbelieving in others And this is contrary to the Jews and to the Christians Because the Jews, they believe up until Musa And those that had come after him Naam. But do they believe in Isa? No. No, they don't believe in Isa. Naam. They don't believe in Isa. So therefore, they disbelieve in Isa. One. Who else do they disbelieve in? Muhammad. They also disbelieve in Muhammad. So the Jews, at the bare minimum, at the bare minimum, they disbelieve in two. Of Allah's messengers Naam They disbelieve in two of Allah's messengers And they disbelieve in two From the greatest messengers Isa And Muhammad Now the Christians They believe Until what? Isa And they disbelieve in Muhammad So therefore they disbelieve in the greatest messenger Muhammad so the Jews and the Christians, they make a distinction. They believe in some and not in others. They believe in some and not in others. Whereas the believers, our statement is what? We do not uh, 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 that we don't make any distinction between any one of them from the messengers of Allah, meaning we believe in all of them. We believe in all of the prophets and the messengers from Adam alayhi salatu was salam all the way until Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We believe in all of them. Naam. Right. Then Allah Ta'ala He goes on to say, after saying, after يعني, informing us and, and telling us and saying, La nufarriku bayna ahadam in rusulin wa qalu sami'na wa apa'na. They say, we hear and we obey. We hear and we obey. Now, there's some benefit that we learn from this portion. From the benefit that we learn from this portion is that what? Is that knowledge in that knowledge precedes statements and action. Because before we can obey, we have to do what? First, hear the command. We hear, we obey. Meaning, we know that we know what is the command. Then we obey. Now, now this leads us to a principle from the principles of Islam as relates to our belief, and in particular, the principles from the principles of the Sunnah or Salafiyyah as relates to our belief, to, as relates to Aqidah. Now, and that is what. Anybody remember what that principle is? That when it comes to Aqidah. <coughs> We do what first? Before we take a belief, we, 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 we do what? We have what? Hmm? We have knowledge, and particular, I'm looking for a word in particular. We have? I heard it. Proof. We have what? Delil. So before we take a belief, before we form a belief, we have first for it, Delil. We have proof and evidence. Now, proof and evidence. Like, and then after we have proof of evidence, then what? Then we formulate speech and action. But in particular here, as, as it relates to Aqidah, then we formulate what? Our our belief. Our, our i'tiqad. And when I mean in particular here, I'm talking about the i'tiqad and jinan, the belief in the heart. Right? And the like. So, before before we form a belief inside of our heart, we have what? We have the lead. We have the lead. Then we take the belief. Whereas Ahlul Bid'ah, what do they do? They are the they're the opposite. They take a belief based upon whatever, and then they try to find ayat to substantiate what they're saying. Then they try to find hadith to substantiate what they are saying. But the only way that they can do that is to do what? Is to twist the meaning. Because obviously there is no 
ayah inside of Allah's book that supports bid'ah. There is no hadith, there is no hadith in the Sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam that supports bid'ah because the asl of bid'ah is that what is ta'abbud. It is to worship Allah subhanahu wa taala upon that which there is no proof and evidence from the book in the Sunnah. Now, whether that is in way of statement or whether that is in way of action or whether that is in way of belief is to formulate something you take it as a worship unto Allah Ta'ala but there is no proof and evidence for it so the meaning that there is no proof and evidence for it or the fact that there is no proof and evidence for it then this is an indication that what there is no ayah that can point to bid'ah so if a mubtadir comes with an ayah and try to say this is the ayah that supports this bid'ah so and so then we understand that what they have twisted the meaning of the ayah so now, what do you? What is the easiest route in refuting that muktadir and what they say about the ayah is to do what? As Sheikh Rasam Taymiyyah he mentioned, is to read it from beginning to end, and you will find therein that which refutes them, because they're only going to bring a portion and then try to twist the meaning, right? But if you read it from beginning to end, you'll find in it that which refutes them. Now, why? Because there is no ayah that supports bid'ah, and there is no hadith that supports. Bid'ah. So when we hear Samir and that well ta'ala, this is our way. We hear, we obey. That's it. We hear, we obey. Because for us, is that what? We submit. We submit to the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We submit to the command of the of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So when we look back, we see Amana Billah. They believe in Allah. And that's one of the articles or the articles of Iman. Wamalaika. And in the angels, that's two. Wakutu. In the books, that's three. Wurusu. And in the messengers, that's four. Bay. Allah Ta'ala concludes the ayah by saying, Wufanaka. Rabbana wa ilayka al-masir. We seek your forgiveness, O our Lord, and unto you is our return. But in Allah's statement, and unto you is our return, this points us to another pillar from the pillars of Iman. Which pillar is that? In the last day. Now, that we believe in what? In the last day. فَقَوْلُهُ سُبْحَانُهُ وَتَعَالَى وَإِلَيْكَ الْمَصِيرِ فِيهِ إِثْبَاتِ إِمَانِ بِالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ بِالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ In it is an affirmation of the belief in the last day. Because we say, and unto you is our return. يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ The day of judgment. فَجَاءَتْ هَذِهِ الْآيَةِ فِي خَاتِمِ السُّورَةِ مُشْتَمِلَ عَلَى هَذِهِ الْأُصُورِ الْعَظِيمَةِ He says in this ayah, it comes at the end of Surah Al-Baqarah and it encompasses all of these tremendous foundations and principles, uh, pillars of Iman and articles of faith. It contains them all. But we only mentioned what? Five. We counted five. So where's Qadr? Hold on to that. It's there. It's there. Inshallah ta'ala, we'll see shortly. The Shaykh, he mentions, he says, فَفْتُتِحَتْ الشيخ عبد الرزاق مَشْرِقَ عَبْدُ الْمُسْنِ الْعَبَادِ الْبَدْرِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى He mentions, he says, فَفْتُتِحَتْ سُورَةُ الْبَقْرَةِ بِأُصُولِ الْإِيمَانِ So Surah Al-Baqarah, it starts by mentioning the usul of Iman. وَاخْتُومِنَتْ بِأُصُولِ الْإِيمَانِ And it concludes with the foundations of Iman, the articles of faith. It begins with the articles of faith, and it concludes with the articles of faith. Allah Ta'ala says, كُلٌّ آمَنَ بِاللَّهِ وَمَلَائِكَتِهِ وَكُتُبِهِ وَرُسُلِهِ لَا نُفَرِّقُ بَيْنَ أَحَدٍ مِنْ رُسُلِهِ وَقَالُوا سَمِعْنَا وَأَطَعْنَا وَفَانَكَ رَبَّنَا وَإِلَيْكَ الْمَصِيرِ That we believe, all of them believe in Allah and in His angels and in His books and in His messengers and they, don't make, they do not make any distinction between any of the messengers. And they say, we, we, and, 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 and they say, we hear and we obey. Forgive us, O our Lord, and unto you is our return. فَقَدْ جَاءَ عَنِ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ أَنَّهُ قَرَأَ مَنْ قَرَأَ 
بآيتين من آخر سورة البقرة في ليلة كفتاه. He said that the Prophet ﷺ, as it comes in a hadith on the Prophet ﷺ, a hadith that is mutafakun alay, hadith that is collected by Al-Bukhari and Muslim, strongest hadith in its authenticity, yeah, the strongest level of hadith in its authenticity, is that the Prophet ﷺ, he said, whoever recites the last two, bil-ayatayn, min akhir surat al-Baqarah, whoever recites the two verses from the end of surah al-Baqarah, this being the first and then the next one after it, which concludes the surah. Whoever recites these at night time, huh? meaning when they are going to go to sleep, right? Before sleep. Before sleep at night, you recite these two verses, then this will suffice an individual. This will suffice an individual. In this, ya subhanallah, it is a tremendous, a tremendous encouragement for us to recite these two ayat every single night before we go to sleep that within itself is an encouragement to memorize these two verses now to memorize these two verses also is an encouragement to know the meanings of these two verses because the fact that the Prophet ﷺ is telling us to, or encouraging us to recite these last two verses every night, and that'll be enough for us, then it shows us that there is tremendous benefit in these verses. Tremendous benefit as far as the meaning of these verses. Because when you reflect over those things that are oft recited, right, and mind you now, everything in the Quran has tremendous benefit. Every ayah in the Quran has tremendous benefit. Now, but when you look at those ayat that were oft recited by the Prophet ﷺ, you will find them in what? An outstanding example of benefit for an individual, right? Extending, uh, yeah, outstanding benefit for a particular individual. Look at all of the benefit that is in Surah Al-Fatiha. All of the benefit that is contained in Surah Al-Fatiha. And the fact that we are required to recite it in every rakah of every prayer shows you tremendous benefit and tremendous importance for Surah Al-Fatiha. Likewise, those surah that were all recited by the Prophet ﷺ, there's tremendous benefit in it. So we should memorize those particular chapters, right? And we should study them and understand their meanings. From those portions of the Qur'an, which we are uh, uh, encouraged to recite all the time, or a lot, is the last two from Surah Al-Baqarah. And we're going to come to see why. And why this is so very, very important, right? The Shaykh he mentions, he says, Then this is an encouragement, an extreme encouragement, I add, extreme is what I added, uh, encouragement to recite these two verses. And from the benefit, from the benefit of reciting this, to recite this, yeah, this, this, this yeah, repetition and reciting every night is what tajdeedul iman al Then this is to renew a person's iman, renew a person's faith in these articles of faith. You see, to renew our faith by what? By reciting the ayat that contain the articles of faith. This is of tremendous, of extreme importance to renew our Iman. Because our Iman is in need to be renewed. Naam, it is in need to be renewed. So with this being the case, and especially in going back to memorizing and understanding and studying these ayat, and this is particular for the young, for the youth, is what? You should never, ever, 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 have a justification to say, I'm bored. No, there's always something to do. There's always something to do, right? Whether or not we benefit ourselves with our free time, or that's another story. But there's always something to do. There's always something to do. Imam Muqbal, rahimahullah ta'ala, he used to often, used to often say, if you, find, if you feel like you have nothing to do, then compete with those who came before you. If you feel you have nothing to do, compete with those who came before you. Why? Because we have before us, 
scholars of Hadith Al-Hufar who memorize a million, a million chains of Hadith. A million chains of Hadith. Right? So a person feels like, ah, I, I, I need something to do. There's plenty to do. Compete with those who came before you. Memorize Bukhari. Memorize Muslim. Before that, memorize Quran. Right? You always got something to do. You always got something to do. Study, reflect. Memorize Ibn Majah. Memorize Abu Dawood. Memorize Ibn Nisa'i. Huh? Memorize. Memorize. You always got something to do. You'll never find yourself bored. And then review what you already know. You know, you always got something to do. It's just a matter of benefiting your time with the with the you know, utilizing your time in the most beneficial way and benefiting from your time. We need to renew our iman. The Shaykh he mentions he says, Falihada Yambadi and your alama al Adkar al Mashruiya Naam Al Mafura. عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كلها كلها تصب في هذا الباب. He says so. Therefore, all of the du'as, for lack of a better term, I'm making the word like an English word. All of the all of the du'as, right, that are legislated. Now, all of the all of the of card of du'as that are legislated مشروعية. وأن الأذكار المشروعة نعم أن الأذكار المشروعة المأثورة عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم that نعم all of the legislated uh, du'as on the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم all of them come from this standpoint meaning the standpoint of renewing a person's iman وتقويه الإيمان والتجديد نعم to the strengthening of a person's iman and the renewing of a person's iman. So there is another encouragement for us to memorize those ahadith, and in particular, those ahadith that come with the supplications therein. Because now, I want you to remember, and maybe sometimes we forget because of the structure of a lot of the books of Adkar, right? That all of the supplications that we find that were taught to us by the Prophet وسلم, all of those, all of those supplications come in a hadith. They all come in a hadith. What happens is that to make it easier for the reader to focus in on just the the part of the hadith that they, that, that that is yani, relevant to the, what they're trying to uh, compile, they'll take out the supplication and put it by itself. So sometimes people memorize these supplications, forgetting that this is a piece of a hadith. So go back and concentrate on those hadith. That contain the supplications that were taught to us by the Prophet ﷺ because inside of these supplications, then there is what? There is um, tremendous benefit because each of these supplications, and if you reflect on each of these supplications, you will find that each of these supplications, they will come from the standpoint of strengthening the, the, the faith or renewing the faith. Strengthening the iman and or renewing the iman. We end the iman, and a person is saying, "What? Well, really? Iman needs to be renewed." A person may say that. Does the iman need to be uh, renewed? Huh? But of course, the answer yes. We end the iman. يحتاجوا إلى التجديد. The Sheikh says because iman it needs to be renewed. It needs to be renewed. Nam. Now, what's the proof? That the iman needs to be renewed because that's a serious statement. To say that iman needs to be renewed, right? A person now he will come and he will have the right to say, What's the proof? That's a that's a serious statement. Iman has to be renewed. Person he said, I thought once I believed that was it. I believe, right? That's it, right? No. Not at all. Iman has to be renewed. Because from the proper belief is that iman does what? Goes up and it goes down. Nah, right? So this there is another refutation against the khawarij. Because the khawarij say iman is one thing. Either you have it or you don't. It's also a refutation against the murji'ah. Because the murji'ah, same thing. They said iman is one thing. Either you have it or you don't. The difference between the two is that the khawarij say that iman can be affected 
Why? Major sin to the point where you don't believe. If you do a major sin, you are kafir. And that's incorrect. The murujia, they say, iman can never be affected. Because it's one thing. Once you got it, you always got it. Can't and harm it. And that's incorrect. Naam? But what shows us that their concept of iman is incorrect is that iman is in need of being renewed. If it was just one thing, if it was static, just one thing, then it wouldn't have to be renewed. Because if you have it, you have it. And if you don't, you don't. It's one thing. But it's not. It fluctuates. It goes up, it goes down. So it has to be renewed. But again, the question which was never answered is, what's the proof that Iman has to be renewed? Right? And this is very important. That when it comes to the deen of Al-Islam, we keep stressing and, 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 and we'll continue to stress ta'ala, is that what? Is that we can never accept a statement from anyone about this deen except we need proofs and evidence. What's the proof and evidence? And the ulama, they point this out. They say, we don't care who the person is. We don't care who the person is. Because some people, they become deceived by the level of the shaykh. They become deceived by the rank of the alim. Now, so you'll bring some people and they'll mention something like this and they'll say, well, Shaykh Khurasal Ibn Taymiyyah, he said. They'll say, well, Imam Ibn Qayyim, he said. And they'll bring a quote. Beautiful. But that's not delete. The statements of the ulama, they need delete. They are not by themselves delete. So the scholars sometimes they will point out with issues like this. They'll say, but Imam Ibn Uqayyim said. But that's not proof. Proof is what? Qawr Allah, Qawr Rasulullah, Qawr Sahaba. Allah said, the Messenger said, the Sahaba said. So if there is a statement from the Sahaba, right, and that statement is well known and there's no other Sahabi that contradicts him because the Sahaba was such that if something was said and they didn't deem it to be correct then they will mention something else right so if there was a statement from a, from, from a Sahabi and no other Sahaba contradicted that statement then that statement is Ijma'ah Ijma'ah Sukuti this is a silent, a silent consensus. And consensus, ijma'ah, is what? Is proof. That makes sense? Consensus, the ijma'ah, is proof. So, if the Sahaba were united upon something, that's a proof. Why? From the standpoint of ijma'ah. From the standpoint of ijma'ah. That makes sense? And not necessarily from the standpoint of what was, or who said what, but from the standpoint of ijma'ah. That is a consensus. So that's proof. That's proof. Ma'am. And that's why what ilm is what Allah said, the messenger said, the sahaba said, that's ilm. That makes sense? Person that say, okay, you've been talking for like five, ten minutes. What's the proof? <laughs> What's the proof that iman needs to be renewed? But that comes... يعني كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في الحديث الصحيح as the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said in the hadith that is صحيح it is a hadith أخرجه حاكم والطبراني عن عبد الله بن عمر رضي الله تعالى عنهما وصححه الالباني في الصحيحة it is a hadith that is collected by حاكم الطبراني from the hadith of عبد الله بن عمر رضي الله تعالى عنهما and it is graded authentic by Al-Albani inside of Al-Sahiha. Hadith Hadith Sahih. Where the Prophet Sallallahu said, Inna al-Iman la yakhlaqu fi jawfi ahadikum kama yakhlaqu al-thawbu al-khaliq al-khaliq fas'alullaha fas'alullaha an yujadida al-Iman fi qulubikum he said that the Prophet ﷺ, he said that verily Iman becomes worn out inside of the breast of one of you, just like a thobe gets worn out. Just like a thobe gets worn out. The clothes at the time they get worn out, right? 
they get holes in them, and, you know, they start falling apart and, you know, string come off and whatever, right? He said, so therefore, ask Allah and yujaddid al-iman. So ask Allah to renew the iman inside of your hearts. So ask Allah to renew the iman inside of your hearts. So the shahid here in this hadith is that what? The Prophet ﷺ, he informs that the iman, it gets worn out. And a person is in need of renewing their iman. In need of renewing their iman. Right? So now my question becomes, if you know, now that we know that iman is in need of attention, that it needs to be renewed, and that we should ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to renew the iman inside of our hearts, the question is, or the statement is, if we didn't know this from before, then this means we weren't paying attention or having a concern for renewing our iman. And if we were to find some deficiencies inside of our practice of the deen of al-Islam or some issues that result from having weak iman inside of our lives, then I think we have identified the source of the problem. Right? Is that we have we 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 were not concerned with the renewing of our iman. This is something that is important, something that we have to be steadfast upon, that we have to teach our children and remind them to be steadfast on the renewing of their iman. Naam. Fatira kulla layla so therefore reading these two verses at night time then they will be a source of the renewing of our iman uh, bringing them to mind Reflecting over them, remembering them, remembering these articles of iman, these pillars of faith. Well, I see yama ma'akira'a bitadabbur, bitaamul. And this is especially when reading it with the type of reading where one reflects and he ponders. When they reflect and they ponder. In order to reflect and ponder, then we have to what? We have to. Know what we'll know the meaning of what we're reading. We have to know the meaning of what we're reading. Naam. Wa akram biha min laylatin yaftatihuha al mu'min bi tajdeel al ahd bi hadihi al usul al azima al lati yakumu alayha deenu kullu. He says, yani, in, in, in a believer uh, being granted noble or nobility by way of this. Naam, every night ending it in, in such a magnificent way of of of, uh, of his night that the believer he renews his iman by way of reciting these ayat yani, which contain these tremendous principles, these tremendous foundations, which 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 contain the articles of faith and the pillars of faith upon which the deen it is built. Well, surah. So now we mention at the end of the surah is mentioned this. Naam. And also inside of the, this surah, in the middle of this surah, as the surah goes on, meaning surah and Baqarah, there's also mention of these foundations of Iman. Right? So the surah, it begins like this, and it ends like this, and in the middle of the surah, it is also mentioned what? The pillars of Iman. Also, is mentioned the pillars of Iman. And that can be seen inside of Allah Ta'ala's statement That it is not from righteousness to turn one's face to the east or to the west but rather it is from righteousness the one who believes in Allah in the last day and the angels and the the kitab meaning the books and in the prophets naam and in the prophets and this can be found in surah al-baqarah in verse 177 
فذكر تبارك وتعالى هذه الأصول العظيمة والأسس المتينة. So Allah Taala He mentions here in this ayah these tremendous articles of faith and pillars of faith inside of this ayah as the, to believe in Allah, the last day, the angels, the books, and the prophets. Again, how many are mentioned from the six? Five. Right? Five. Five are mentioned from the six, but all six are there. <clears throat> but all six are there. Right? The Shaykh goes on and he mentions, he says, في ذكر الأصول الإيمان مجتمعة لم يذكر لم يذكر فيها الإيمان بالقدر. He said all of these ayat that we had just went over that mention these articles of faith that mention all of these articles of faith collectively, it was not mentioned inside of them إيمان القدر. It was not mentioned inside of them Iman in Qadr Meaning It was not mentioned Iman in Qadr What do you say? Uh, apparently Apparently Meaning it's not It doesn't come in there saying And believe in Qadr But The belief in Qadr is there The belief in Qadr is there Why? The Shaykh he mentions he says Qadr وَهُوَ دَاخِلٌ فِي الْإِيمَانِ بِاللَّهِ Because belief in Qadr, it enters into the belief in Allah. Right? Belief in Qadr, it enters into belief in Allah. So that which enters into believing in Allah Ta'ala is to what? Is to believe in Qadr. A person will say, Okay. How? How? How does belief in Qadr enter into believing in Allah? In order to understand that, and what will help us understand that, is to know that Qadr, the belief in Qadr, is upon four principles. The belief in Qadr is upon four principles or upon four matters. Right? The proper belief in Qadr is upon four matters, four things. The first one is what? Ilm. Knowledge, meaning the Allah's knowledge, right? Allah Taala is all knowing. Allah Taala is all knowing, right? So He knows what's going to take place before it happens. Allah Taala He knows. He knows what is. He knows what was. He knows what will be, and He knows what would have been. That makes sense. Allah Ta'ala, He knows what is, He knows what was in the past, He knows what's going to be in the future, and He knows what would have been. Huh? All these probabilities, person say, oh, if I didn't go right and I went left, what would have happened? Allah Ta'ala knows what would have been. He knows everything. Okay? So, the belief in Qadr, when you understand, right, then is you have to believe properly what in, in the knowledge of Allah Taala. Allah Taala knows everything, and because Allah Taala knows everything, it brings us what to what the second, the second matter as as needed from the four matters the four principles for the belief in Qadr, and that is what Kitabah, that it was written down. Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, because He knows everything, He doesn't have to wait. For a person to do something To know what the person was going to choose to do Allah knows everything Right The fact that you, you have Mashiach doesn't, doesn't negate anything The fact that you have free will Doesn't negate anything Because your will follows what Allah Ta'ala's will And they won't will to do it Except that Allah already willed And allowed for them to do it So Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala has created you And all your faculties Allah Ta'ala created you and all your family. Allah Ta'ala knows you. He knows what you, how you think. He knows what you know, how you are. He knows what you're going to choose. So if you had to proverbially stand in, the, 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 you know, to pick door A or door B, Allah Ta'ala already knows which door you're going to pick before you pick it. Rather, Allah Ta'ala knows what you was going to do and everything 50,000 before the, the, everything was, was, was created. Allah knows. 
So everything was written down. So Allah Ta'ala didn't have to wait for it to happen to write it down. It was written way before. It was written way before. And we believe it. It was written where? In Lohan Mahfu. Right? It was written in Lohan Mahfu. So when you believe in the Kitab, brother, that everything was written down that was going to take place, then we understand when they say what preordained or predestined or something like this. Huh? We understand it correctly that what that this because something is, is predestined or preordained doesn't mean that it negates that a person has will. Allah Ta'ala just knows what you was going to pick and he wrote down what you picked before you picked. Because Allah Ta'ala knows everything. That makes sense? So we had to believe correctly in the in in, 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 in the kitab and we're also what Mashiatu and in and in Allah's will. That what? That nothing happens except by Allah's will. Masha'Allah can, whatever Allah wills is, whatever He does not will is not. So when it comes to Qadr, these are the things that these are the fundamental things that we believe in them correctly. We we'll believe correctly in Qadr. You won't go astray as late to Qadr. Masha'Allah can, whatever Allah wills is, whatever He does not will will never be. Right? Because no one's will can supersede Allah's will. It's Allah, Allah Akbar. Right? So that's the third is Mashiach, Allah's will. And the fourth from the foundations or the principles or of, of, of the proper belief in the Qadr is what? And that Allah created. Right? Allah created. Now I'm Allah's creation. Because we are all Allah's creatures. All of our faculties, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He has created them. Allah created us, formed us, and fashioned us. Ma'am? So, of course, everything, and Allah, yeah, He created us, formed us, and fashioned us, put us in proper measure, so on and so forth. So, everything is what? By the qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ma'am? So, these are the four principles, or the four affairs that the proper belief in qadr is upon. These four. And the poet, he brought them together in a line of poetry, one line of poetry to make them easy to remember. And that is the statement of the poet, Ilmun kitabatu maulana mashi'atu khalquhu wa huwa taqweenun wa ijadu. Now, which means knowledge, the writing of our Lord, and our and the will of, and, and his will, and what he wills, and his will, and his creation, which is the shaping, forming, and fashioning. His creation, which is the shape and origination, forming and fashion, fashioning. Now, so in it you have the four things, yeah, I mean the four principles of other. The, the, the point is, is that when you look at these four, all of them are connected to who? To Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So whenever you say believe in Allah, Qadr also is there. Qadr is also there. So that's why each of these five were mentioned, five were articulated. But in reality, all six of them are there. That makes sense? Because the belief in Qadr enters into belief in what? Belief in Allah. Na'am, I sent to him. But there are also other places in the Quran. The Shaykh, he mentions. Uh, or before that, he mentions. He said, because belief in Qadr. Is, is to believe in the power and the might and the ability of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Naam. To believe in the power and the might and the ability of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He mentions, he said, وَقَدْ جَاءَتْ آيَاتٌ كَثِيرًا خَاصَةٌ بِتَقْرِيرِهِ But there come many verses that specifically mention it, meaning Qadr. كَقَوْلِهِ تَعَالَى Like Allah Ta'ala's statement, إِنَّ كُلَّ شَيْءٍ خَلَقُنَاهُ بِقَدْرٍ like Allah Ta'ala's statement in everything we created in the Qadr. Also Allah Ta'ala's statement, الَّذِي خُلَقَ فَسَوَّى وَالَّذِي قَدَّرَ فَهَدَى And also, uh, like the statement of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala and it comes to Surah Al-A'la where Allah Ta'ala, He says, the one who has created everything and then put it in due proportion. الَّذِي خُلَقَ he who has created everything and then proportioned it. He proportioned it. Now, And the one who has measured everything and his preordainments for every each and everything. Right? Uh, and, 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 and guide it. And guide it. So we find here mention of Qadr. 
نعم وآسو في قوله تعالى إن الله تعالى statement ثم جئت على قدر and then you have come upon يعني the قدر you have come upon what قدر طيب وقوله تعالى إن الله تعالى statement فقدرنا فنعم القادرون and we have measured and we are the best of the measurers we have measured and we are the best of the measurers نعم فنعم القادرون and also في قوله تعالى إن الله على كل شيء قدير that verily Allah is over everything قدير now I know يعني, the translations are like wait wait I thought you talking about قدر but Allah is upon everything most capable in Arabic قدير نعم قدير because it points to the Qudra of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the power, might and ability of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala why? إِنَّ كُلَّ شَيْءٍ خُلَقُنَّاهُ بِقَدَرُ as Allah ta'ala said because everything we have made it with Qadr <laughs> everything we have made it with Qadr والآيات في هذا المعنى كثيرة and the verses that come bearing this meaning then they are many the verses that come bearing this meaning then there are many. So therefore the Qur'an, كما أشرتو, the Shaykh is saying, the Qur'an, as I have before uh, alluded to, جاء فيه تبيان لهذه الأصول إجمالا وتفصيلا. So therefore, the Qur'an, as I aforementioned and pointed to and alluded to, then it comes explaining these articles of faith generally and in detail generally and in great detail and then the Shaykh Ta'ala Shaykh Abdul Razak he gets in and he goes on to continue and join to a conclusion with this particular uh, thought before going into the first or examining the first uh, principle or article or pillar of Iman, which is to believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, bithnillahi ta'ala, we will save the completion of this thought until the next class and utilize it as the introduction or yani, the continuation of the introduction before getting into the first principle, which we will do inside of the, the next class. Bithnillahi ta'ala. Fa naktafi bihad al qadr. وصلى الله وسلم على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وجزاكم الله خيرا